Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Sneakers and Cleats, the podcast. Welcome back to the Sneakers and Cleats podcast. It is Wednesday, October 4th. This is our 33rd episode of the Sneakers and Cleats podcast. Is the high school hype squad edition. You and I uh, had a fun week, fun day at the all-star selection. We'll get into that a little bit, Chuck. I uh, got Chuck here. Uh, Zach is over at the Spurs right now talking to Wemby, so he'll he'll join us on Friday. But today, just just Chuck and me, not enough. But Old guy, young guy. <laughs> I'm just here to help you technologically, all right, with Zooms and <laughs> QR codes. Dude, you came in totally clutched the other day. <laughs> Salute you with the wrong hand. I mean, at least we're not like New Braunfels ISD, which has their phone systems down. Right yeah, now. at least how our weird phone systems that, are okay. right. <laughs> well, uh, this is episode 33, so there's a lot of 33s to consider when it comes to uh, the greatest of the great. So, who's your greatest of the great 33? Well, I mean, you have quite a list there, but honestly, what comes to mind? Oh my to me, god, it's going to be someone off the beaten path. It is Larry Walker. The I almost wrote that down. Hitter. Really? I almost wrote that okay. down. Okay. Okay, my Larry Walker story is, I don't remember the year, but I was in Denver covering the Nuggets, but I was doing a little side project with these baseball people, and so I needed to go to Coors Field to interview Dante Bichette to get okay. some sound from him to use for a project that I was working on. Is that Bo Bichette's dad? It is Bo Bichette's dad, yes, to show you how old I am. So... In between going from the field up to the press box, and I believe this was the third ever game at Coors Field, third or second, fourth in, in that region. Brand new ballpark. Within the last 31 still. years. So it's, yeah, it's old. It, it's No, it's not that old. It's not 31 30, years. 31 seasons for the Rockies. I don't know how old Coors is. Right. So, yeah, I'm trying to think. This was easily in the, I think, the mid to late, maybe early 90s. It was in the early 90s. It was in the early 90s. So whenever that was. Anyway, I'm making a long story longer. Larry Walker, they said, hit a ball like 650 feet during batting practice. <laughs> and I was always thinking, how did I miss that? I mean, who knows what a ball that looks like 660 feet or whatever the heck he hit that day. But they said it was in the upper, 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 upper tank. And I was thinking, oh, just my luck. I was walking between. The thing I noticed about Coors Field, though, that was cool. They had beer spigots. It's a really cool room. field. They've they've done some renovations now. They have like this upper deck area so where people can watch uh, the Rockies lose their games. Uh, so it's it's kind of nice. Yes. Um, for me, I mean, of course, you go to Larry Walker and not the eight probably more well known names that I had had written down. Yes. I mean, between Kareem, Larry. Uh, Larry ones. Bird, Scotty Pippen, Patrick Ewing, Frank Robinson, Patrick Roa, Alonzo Mourning. No relation to Patrick Roa here. Um, we, we're a Roy family, not a Roa family. That's right. But who's, 
for me, it's it's Kareem. But ultimately, who has who's actually like bigger? Like in terms of legacy and everything, is it Kareem or is it Bird? I think Kareem's obviously higher on the list of players of all time. But like when it comes to legacy and who's more well known, who do you think it is, Larry? Or, That's or a tough Kareem? one. I mean, because you know, Kareem had a career, a really good one before Larry even got into the league. Yeah. So I guess for me, it's got to be Kareem. I mean, plus his record stood until this year when LeBron broke right. his scoring record. I mean, he, his the longevity of Kareem's career is something that's almost unparalleled. I mean, it is now with LeBron, but, you know. Right. Plus, so many championships, so many points scored for Milwaukee and for, and for uh, the Lakers. I mean, Kareem's just the greatest. If I had to attribute 33 to one player, it would have to be him. Even though Patrick Roy, I mean best goalie of all time if we're if we're going to be a hockey podcast here <laughs> so right. he's a heck of a goalie he was and then you know i had to get a miami heat legend on there alonzo morning so props to zoe uh this week gonna recap a really interesting week six of high school football and preview a jam-packed week seven gonna go over our tnl top 10 our sub tnl top 10 a little bit just briefly uh we'll also preview our tnl matchup which is a really good one this week between steel and uh new Braunfels. New Braunfels always gives them a game, so it was great to get to talk to uh, Coach Mangold and Coach Steele or and Coach Signs this week. Uh, very interesting individuals, as always. Yeah, great coaches. Obviously, both of them. Both of them have tremendously talented teams. You're right about the history of these two teams playing one another, especially in New Braunfels. I mean, that's a tough place to play, and I would expect there to be a huge crowd on both sides. Right. For the city of New Braunfels to be at this football game, Steele's got so many D1ers. But, you know, again, you look at New Braunfels' record, I think it's easy to dismiss them, right? Two and three. But we had them in the top ten for a reason. Well, I mean, they've had three losses combined, I think, nine like, yeah, points. Nine or ten points. Yeah. I think they lost to Denton Ryan first, and it was by, like, two. Yeah, and they had a big lead in that game. Yeah. They, so They've definitely they, – like, they're competing all year in every single facet of it. So it's going to be a good game. They, I think they only lost last year by 17. The year before that, I think it went to overtime and Steele had to get the two-point conversion at the, or it was at the end of regulation where they were in New Braunfels and Steele had to pull that one kind of out of their butts. So, um, But first, let's get over to uh, what the really cool experience that Chuck and I had this week. Chuck, you've been on the All-Star San Antonio Sports All-Star Game Committee before. This was my first year doing it. It was really kind of a cool process. So obviously we can't really get into the players that were selected so far yet. Those are going to be announced on Sports Sunday with Don uh, this coming up Sunday. So next Wednesday, we'll kind of be able to get into more of the nitty-gritty of the selections. But just as far as the process goes, what what kind of uh, can you say about the process of, of choosing the All-Stars for the game? Well, first of all, it comes down to coaches from each school, right, selecting the players that they think would make good All-Stars. So that in and of itself makes this a really hard thing to try to vet and to go through because you know each one of these kids in their own way is deserving or have earned their way for a shot at doing this you know and then I think the thing that gets me every year is that some position groups you have are really easy to make choices and then there are others as we ran into a couple oh it was like how do we pick two quarterbacks when there are seven that could go there was, I think it was, was it the quarterback group for gold? the gold team? Yeah. It was the gold team where we were like, go for, who do you want to choose? Pick two names and you can't go wrong with any of them. Like there wasn't an obvious clear cut one and there wasn't an obvious clear cut two. I think we ended up going with three and 
kind of sacrificing on another's position group. But it's so difficult when there's so many good players in San Antonio and you have so many great seniors and all the coaches are saying such good things about their players. And you want to give everyone that opportunity to have an extra game, like an extra showcase. And it's, it, it was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. It's like this every year, right? I mean, like for me, there was one team, it was like, it was pretty easy to go through and say, well, it was easier, I should yeah. say, to go through and say, yep, 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 yep. And then again, these position groups, some of them were just so stacked. It was like, how, how are we going to do this? This is, yeah. you know, and I know I left the room saying, look, I know you guys are going to, you know, vet and tweak and do whatever, but how can this one kid right. be left off the team? Yeah, you know, there was, so. I mean, there was a couple of people who like, I feel like all of us had one or two players that we were kind of like pounding the table for making sure they got in um, because we had we had seen them or we had uh, watched some film or we should had had that on a TNL game or, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, I think overall we, we made all the almost all the right choices. You know, well, I, time will tell. Right? <laughs> we'll I mean, that's, always, that's what I'm always concerned about. Right. There's going to be a kid that isn't picked and is going to have a 10 year career in the NFL someday. <laughs> you didn't take me for the all-star game. And, you know, I mean, I hope that's what ends up happening. I mean, certainly don't want to think that just because a kid isn't taken, that this is going to be the end of his football career. We hope they go on to do great yeah. things, you know, and so sometimes it literally comes down to numbers. We even had a coach, right? Call us and say, look, I think you got one guy on our team on the team. Great. Congratulations. But, we have another kid that we think is even more worthy. And it's like, so then what do you do there? But a lot of this comes down to needs. You know, like last year, I think we were a little thin on offensive linemen. Mm -hmm. This year, we had a gazillion offensive linemen. Well, the tackles on the gold team were like, you couldn't go wrong with any of them either. It right. was so, it was so, there were some position groups that where you were like, all right, well, there's four. <sighs> Crap. What about the fifth and sixth one? Like, right. Because they're all, they're all good players. They're being selected for a reason. Because and they're being selected and nominated by their coaches for a reason, and so it comes down to us being like, "Damn it!" <laughs> yes, and I think a lot of this too is, and if the coaches are listening. I mean, you've got to sell your kids better than he's a good kid. Yeah, you know, you've got to tell us. You know, the resumes mean something, and if you can give all the stats and what they've done, and that helps influence the room a lot when you can see numbers right. and what they've done and or what they're doing like a, outside or if there's a good the story about behind them or something like that you right. know they, anything you can do to differentiate your students and your student athletes it right. helps a lot um it was also it's also difficult because we want to try and get everyone a little bit of representation even if you're a smaller school like natalia or lavernia or whoever just throwing those two names out there um compared to the big schools like we like getting all of those guys in there and I think this year we're going to have the most schools represented ever at an all-star game. So I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, me too. And I think that's really cool that David Castro and his group at San Antonio Sports have really, you know, tried to make this Seven, as wide of a span or a scope of teams as you could possibly get. And, boy, he really does a nice job, doesn't he? You just kind of go in, the lists are there, yeah. the resumes are there. Well done, David Castro. Yeah, props, hats off to David Castro. I mean, he and the team over at SA Sports do a brilliant job of of preparing everything and making sure we're prepared, having all the information in front of us, telling us when everything's going to be. We did it on Monday, so it was a little difficult on mon on that Monday just because we had Spurs Media Day, and I think the, the guys over at SA Sports Star had their uh, like a tournament, their golf tournament over Olympia Hills, so Jason mm -hmm. Minix wasn't able to join us, but. 
there was it could not have gone more smoothly and like i said hats off to them because they they make it easy on us but just to show you like what it means to these guys to be included in the group i mean minix had an obligation but he sent a sheet in with all the guys that yep. he was voting for david hinojosa from the express news doing the same thing so these guys you know they they realize that this is an important thing and they're not just lollygagging their way through it and willy-nilly throwing names at the wall I right mean, guys it, are really doing the best they can because it's hard to have eyes on every single guy especially in the outlying areas right i mean there's we had 70 schools i believe that were represented with some excuse me with some sort of nomination from their coach i haven't seen 70 schools play so that's why having like more eyes on it i think we had robbie there i mean uh carl padilla was on part of the poll i mean you've seen different teams than i have i've seen different teams than you have so all of us are able to offer some sort of insight i believe we had at least two eyes on every kid in that room and there was 216 kids that we were choosing or 218 kids we were choosing from and we only got to choose 116 so sadly some got left off that we thought should have been on and you know it's it's always better to have more eyes on them do this every year right it's the it's just there's a certain position groups that for whatever reason that year there's way more talent than there is at some other positions. Yeah. So it stinks, but that's life too. You know what I didn't expect going in there is having so many talented long snappers. That was that took me by surprise. It's amazing how many long snappers have come from the area here and it speaks to what is going on in yeah. the area as well. Yep. Absolutely. Well, uh I just I thought that was really interesting, but the last thing that I, I was going to ask Zach if he was here, but obviously he had other things to do. I'm not blaming him or anything, but the ta what can you say about the talent that is in this area? I mean, I feel like sometimes San Antonio gets overshadowed by whether it be the Austin area or, you know, up in Duncanville and Dallas or, or Fort Worth or Houston. What, you've been here for so long. You've seen so many talented guys, whether it be Malcolm Brown or Terrence Steele, or I could go on and on and on about the talent that's come out of San Antonio. Do you feel like sometimes they get overshadowed? I think so, yes, but I think for the most part, no, because I think you know ultimately the cream does rise to the crop, you know, or to the top. <laughs> cream, cream my, of the crop. Mike my, my <laughs> Budenholzer quote. Sorry, <laughs> but you know, it's just like for baseball. Like there was a long time, it seemed like we had very few guys that were making an impact at the major league level. This year, we got three rookies playing, and all three of them were on contending teams. Two of them are enjoying seats at the postseason table in the American League. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think right now we've got a pretty good flow of guys that have elevated themselves to the NFL. I think Austin has been the one that's made the biggest leap with, yeah. you know, you could talk about maybe being overlooked for a while, but now, I mean, they've got a lot of talent coming through there, even in the Valley too. I mean, the state is getting smaller and smaller in that regard. And because of that, I think it's, it's creating more competition, right? So... I don't know that we're overlooked all that much. I mean, obviously, if, you know, we've got 1.9 million viewers in our area, but, you know, there's 5 million people living in Houston. I mean, if you're a scout or a recruiter, you're going to go to the place that has more if you're on a clock. You know, to, you can vet more guys in a shorter period of time in Houston or Dallas than you can in San Antonio. But I think ultimately guys – that are really good are going to get seen at some point. You know, yeah. it's just we don't live in an age where you can hide people anymore. Yeah, especially with Huddle and with social media and with everywhere that you can put your film. Like if if a scout can see you or hear maybe this podcast, maybe they'll hear 
I don't, I'm just going to pull a name out of a hat. Jackson Gutierrez over at Jay. Maybe they hadn't heard of him before, and we talk about him because Jay's on a 6-0 and run to start the season, and maybe they'll be like, oh, maybe I should take a closer look at that kid. That It's all about getting more exposure for the talent that's in your area, and that's part of the reason that, at one, I like being a part of the San Antonio Sports All-Star Games, part of the selection committee, part of this podcast, part of the sports team here, because you want to see the kids in your area do well. And when they do well, it makes you it makes you even more excited to be able to come to work and talk about them. And it's just like that's why I love high school football and high school athletics. Right. And I, I mean, to your point, too, it's like, you know, take a guy like Trey Moore, right? Yeah. Hidden, hidden, hidden. And it didn't take very long for everybody in the country to know who Trey Moore is at UTSA Absolutely. from Smithson Valley. And now, you know, for sure, a pretty high end NFL prospect. Yep. Hopefully returns soon to action Let's here. I know UTSA can use them on the defensive side of the ball. We knew it was coming. Yeah. The uh, emergency alert system, the national emergency alert system. So at least we know if, you know, Russia's going to come bomb us. We will have an alert. <laughs> Well, let's hope not. Right? Let's hope that doesn't yeah. happen. <laughs> um, all right, let's get to some football. Uh, well, more football. Actual on-the-field football. Uh, quick recap of the big Week 6 games. Churchill beat Roosevelt 29-13. Ron Harris having a hell of a year. I mean, what else can be said about him and his team? They Roosevelt's a good team, and the Rough Riders have been having a heck of a season. Churchill is having a renaissance year and just ran away from them literally in the second half. Yeah, Ron Harris, I know we've talked about this before, but he just never ceases to amaze me with evaluating what he has, tailoring everything around what he has, and then going and executing to the best of his team's ability more often than not. And they just win their share of games that – are 50-50 games. Yeah. It's every single year. And then if you, you know, he's got a couple of players or some good talent mixed in there, look out. And I, I it is, it's fascinating, right? Because in that league, if you would have said going in, Roosevelt, Churchill, you might have thought that Churchill won, but not by the way that they won it. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, they're getting well, that, better. That kid had, the, the running back over there, Perry, had uh, three touchdowns in that game. I mean, they're off, in the offensive line, if you watch the game, the offensive line was creating alleys and like Merrill Hodge used to say canalies on the on the offense like he was running through untouched he could have held hands with his with Ron Harris and run through those I mean it was it was ridiculous like the 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 running back over there had three touchdowns but obviously the offensive line should have gotten the game balls because they were they were on fire all yeah. game Good um, to see I love it and they cracked our top 10 this week they did uh, Jay and Soto. Jay remains undefeated we'll talk about them a little bit later but Jay obviously is undefeated uh they're six and zero right now. This is the first time they've started six and zero since two thousand and three, when they went nine and zero. So a heck of a start for Gutierrez and uh, the Jay Mustangs. And then Vet Memorial outlasted Lockhart in overtime last week, forty eight, forty two. Um, heck of a win for them as well. So just like highlighting a few of those games, even though Vet is not in our TNL top ten, still having a very good year, even though they had to um, forfeit that week one win. Uh, let's get to the TNL top ten. So Reagan. They beat Lee. They are number one. Uh, they're five and zero, three and zero in district. They beat Lee fifty nine to zero. I don't really know what else can be said about Reagan uh, other than that they're the best team in our region. They're the best team in our area. And Caleb Capuccio and and Pryor and all of the offensive weapons that they have and Brad Jackson as at the quarterback, they are almost unstoppable. And I can't wait until they play Johnson next week. It's going to be a fantastic ball game, right? I mean, Reagan's defense is just otherworldly yeah the way they fly around and the way they come after you and 
you know, obviously Johnson's number two for a reason. So we're going to get a chance to settle the big boy game. Coming I can't up. wait for that one. That's going to be <laughs> such a good game. Right. So they, uh, Reagan has Madison this week. You're a alma mater there, Chuck. Yeah, Ray, uh, Madison's done a good job yeah. this year. You know, I mean, a little up and down, but you would expect that in the league that they play in. I mean, every team is really, really good. Right, and Madison's quarterback, Lane and Gill, very, very good, very underrated. And uh, Madison's, excuse me, the water I'm drinking, coming coming all right. over the place. Um, Madison's... Vasa uh, kind gas. <laughs> Madison's uh, coach is going to be the coach of the SA Sports All-Star Game. So that'll be good to see. But they're they're having a pretty good year this year as compared to last year. Yeah, Blaine Peterson's done a really nice job there. And uh, you talked about Gill. I, I, to me, he reminds me of a smaller version of Johnny Manziel. I mean, he's <laughs> just, we had a game a couple years ago when he was just a young guy. And he was running for his life the whole game. And you just you couldn't catch – nobody could catch him or yeah. stop him. And – that's what we've kind of seen as he's evolved in all this. I mean, he's got complete control and command of what's going on with that offense, and then he can make you miss one of the more electrifying players in the entire area for sure. Yep, so it's going to be Madison and Reagan 2 o'clock Saturday at Comalander, and then Johnson is our number two team. They remain at number two. They beat Brandeis last week 46-20. to 20. Reagan and Johnson on that collision course next week uh, in the 28-6A matchup. There are the only two undefeated teams left in that district, and that's gonna be that's gonna be a freaking battle. Like I can't, I really can't wait for that. I might. I'm with you. We, we might just air the whole thing on. on oh, that. Wouldn't that be sweet? <laughs> it's, it's it's gonna be such a matchup. So Johnson does have to get through Clark first this week, though. They play 7:30 at Comalander on Friday, and then Steel. So we're, they had a bye week last week. We're gonna get into them here in a little bit after we go over to TNL Top Ten. Their next game, obviously TNL against New Braunfels, um, 7-15 at Unicorn Stadium. This is the first week they start district. Uh, to kind of that weird district, but they only have six teams, so they only play five district games. Uh, we got Harlan at number four. They're 6-0, 4-0 in district. They defeated Stevens 42-7. to They haven't allowed more than 200 yards in their last two games when they played Warren and Stevens, and those are two pretty decent teams in that district they they've beat them i think it was 45 to 7 and 42 to 7 so harlan and uh coach silas over there they are ridiculous they're really really good right i mean we had a chance to see them when they yeah. played brennan early on in the season and i felt like that was kind of a you know a litmus test game obviously for them as a program but to win that game to beat brennan for the first time i think that really emboldened those players and that coaching staff that we may have a pretty darn good team here. Yeah, and I thought it was kind of a coming out party for them. Yeah, like good, it was good way to put it. It was one of those things where it's like they finally punched Big Brother in the mouth and they came out and and now they're six and zero and they're clearly the team to beat in that division or in that district, if you ask me. Uh, they're six and zero. They're going to play Soto this week. Soto finally, you know, getting their nose bloodied a little bit as they lost to Jay this week. They, they had played not I don't want to say cupcakes, but they had played a little bit of the easier part of their schedule. Um, now they're gonna have to go play harlan i don't know that that might be kind of not a trap game but a tougher game for harlan who hasn't had their bye week yet they're still trying to get through and, and can remain on this undefeated streak i think that might be a game to watch here this weekend i, I think so too i mean you know we all know what we all think of with you know Juan coach morales, morales. Yeah. yeah and so he'll have his team ready they are still young in a lot of spots but i know he wouldn't use that as an excuse and i mean we are you know halfway through the season so you You've got a lot of these younger guys that have a lot of skins on the wall already just based on playing half of a season. 
yeah, and Soto uh, did drop out of the top 10 this week after their loss to Jay, but hats off to Juan Morales and everybody over there. I mean, they're still having a fantastic year in their second year of existence to be, I believe they're five and one now or four and one now uh, and have done what they've done is, is a testament to him and all the players on that team. So um, Smithson Valley, they had a bye week last week. Their next game is this Thursday at Shelton Stadium against Kyle Lemon. Uh, 7 p.m. kick on Thursday. Rangers defending their district title against a team that has never made a playoff appearance in 17 years. So didn't know that. Uh, I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say Smith and Valley's gonna win. Come on, but. Kyle, you can be better than that, <laughs> Kyle Layman. Wow, I did not know that that was the case. Wow, good research. Hey, man, I got you. I got you. Uh, <laughs> that's not the Elias Sports Bureau. That's my it's, it's my, Google, close. my Google searches. Okay. Um, so that's their number five, Smith and Valley. Number six, Alamo Heights. They were also on a bye last week. Like we said, there was a a lot of buys last week. It was a light week for high school football. So they're on a buy. Or the, excuse me, they were on a buy. Mules are averaging 48 and a half, almost 48.8 points per game right now as they head through their district schedule. It's kind of the opposite of the steel thing. It's like they have nine teams or nine district games and 10 teams in their district. And steel has like six teams in their district and five district games. So it's like, which one do you want? Do you want to play more out of district games, more preseason before you get into district? Or you just want to jump right in? And it's kind of a tale of two districts there. Yeah, Ron Ritterman's done a great job, obviously, there, and they've just been, seems like, skunking teams every single week. But yeah. Yeah, Jefferson's got a pretty good team, too, this year. And, he, you know, Monte we think Carter. a lot of their quarterback. Yeah. Yep. Monte Carter's a hell of an athlete. Yes, so, he is. Uh, Jeff, the, like I said, they're playing Jeff Friday at Orem at 7 p.m. Uh, John Jay, they are number seven. We've talked about them already. Jackson Gutierrez is a great quarterback. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. That they have there, probably the best that they've had in quite a while. This is the best start that they've had in the last 20 years when they started 9-0 in uh, uh, 2003. Yeah, I mean, it's really cool to see the synergy between father and son. Son's really, really good. (laughs) I mean, and so, you know, if you have that... You know, coach on the field too. I mean, it's amazing. They're like, and and it's not just a one trick team either. I mean, they've got other studs on that team. They're, I, I would say that we're surprised, obviously, that they're six and zero. Oh. I don't know that anybody would have thought John Jay would have been, but now that they're here, I think it's kind of easy to see why. Because if you take a closer look, there's a lot of good things going on at John Jay and. It's one of those teams you better be ready to play when you play them boys. And I said Harlan's the team to beat in that district, but I I, I might be wrong. I mean, like, Jay is super good. Yep. Like, they are they are great athletes over there. I mean, they have homes this week, so I think we both expect them to get to 7-0. or no. Then they have a bye right before the Harlan game. So they're going to have two weeks to prepare for a de facto district title game uh, in week nine is what that's going to be. So... That's going to be a, a great matchup between Harlan and John Jay on, in week nine. I can't wait to talk about that one. Um, Bernie Champion, they were on a bye last week as well. Uh, their next game is this week against uh, Seguin at 7 p.m. at Bernie ISD Stadium. Seguin, very potent rushing attack. They might not be winning a lot, but they got a, a great offense on them. Their running back, John Jackson, has a 1,089 yards this season, 14 touchdowns. So that's 
pretty good stats for a high school back. <laughs> Amen. And then for Bernie Champion, too, you know, they've kind of found ways to win games, and we saw that with our own two eyes when they won in the last second on TNL a few weeks ago. But really, really talented as well. Their schedule's about to really pick up here, but I was talking to one of the parents out there, and they're like, oh, we don't know that we're 5-0 and good. It's like, well, that's good. That's that's where you want to be thinking. Like, you don't want to be thinking we're 5-0 and and be beating your chest. Right. You're 5-0 and good. Your record is what you say you are. Now let's see if you can start getting even better because more is going to be required as we move through the season. Absolutely. I'm going to blow through these last couple just so we can get to the TNL game. Uh, since these episodes, these Wednesday episodes do tend to be a little longer because of all the interviews that we have with the coaches and the players and all that stuff. So blow through these last couple. Southside is number nine. They are 5-1, and 4-0 in district. They defeated South Sand a really close game. It was 27-26 last week. Uh, so they remain undefeated in district. They've won five in a row after losing to week, or losing to Somerset in week one. So they have Laredo Cigaroa, a seven o'clock Southside ISD Stadium on Friday, and then Churchill is last. We've already talked about Ron, Coach Ron Harris over there and in their game against Roosevelt. Churchill is rounding out the t- TNL top ten. Their next game is against Brandeis, seven thirty uh, on Friday at Heroes. Sub TNL top ten, real quick. Quero number one, they're five and zero. Oh. Bernie number two, they're four and one. Jordanton five and zero, oh. they are number three. Lavernia four and one, they're number four. Randolph six and zero, oh. they're number five. That's a wagon over there at Randolph. Yeah. Um, Hondo is five and zero, oh. they are number six. Bandera is five and one, they're number seven. Poth four and one, they are number eight. They've got some athletes over there as well. Davenport is number nine, they're three and two. And Stockdale has won four games in a row. They break into the sub-TNL top 10. They are 4-1. and one. So let's get to our TNL game of the week. I was doing some research this week, and it's it's Steel against Brennan. Or, excuse me, Steel against uh, New Braunfels. And when I, did, when I did the interview with Coach Mangold, um, he he's, was sitting at his desk, and he has the TNL trophies behind him nice he had all four of them like on top of him and i was like i didn't notice until about halfway through the interview and i was like coach are those the tnl trophies behind you he's like hell yeah they are <laughs> nice. he's just so, he's so, it was so funny but it shows like kind of how how much pride that he takes in one being on tnl and two having the team that he has so it's kind of kind of cool to see him repping those trophies dude you haven't lived until you've had mrs streety's cookies so we're (laughs) hopefully and i don't know that mrs streety's actually making cookies this year but she has every time that we've gone there jim streety's wife of course he's the longtime football guru from around here in the ad up there just wonderfully personable people they're super hospitable every time you go to that ballpark to watch a game you feel like you're in a nice atmosphere watching a high school football game always a treat to go to new brothels plus one of the best uh, mascots in our area the unicorns man they're imaginary and fantastic <laughs> um it's what do you th- pixie dust like, right <laughs> they should they should throw some when they throw, score touchdowns right. What do you think? Uh, what do you think of the game? What do you, what's it going to come down to? Obviously, Steel's a juggernaut. The only game they've lost is to like Travis, and that was a six-point game, I believe. So they've just been they've just been murking people and, and killing them all season, uh, making them look like JV teams. You saw, right. We saw what they did to Brendan Week One. We saw what they've done to Midland Legacy and to Hutto and all the other teams they've played. I mean, yeah, Steel from California, yeah, right? Birmingham, California. That was the other win. Um, they've just been Coach Signs. I feel like is really just starting to hit his stride. I think so too, and I'm curious to see. You know. 
you give a coach like that a bye week, and now this is really the only – the second game on their schedule that is from a team that's from the area that yeah. they're going to be playing. So, I don't know. They're really good. They're really talented. All the superlatives. And then New Braunfels is really good, really talented. And I really get the sense that they gave those games away, or at least that's the sense that Coach Mangold has, the games that they lost. So it's game on. You, you're taking a team that has to go into that environment. We'll be here for it all. Yep. Thursday at 7 on the CW. Well, you know what's really cool, too, is just talking about the new Braunfels guys. Leighton Adams uh, had had a really bad scare last year. Uh, well, this year, technically. Um, when he was at a basketball game and he got bored during halftime, went outside, climbed a pole and got electrocuted, fell 30 feet. Apparently 12,000 volts went through him, fell 30 feet, broke a couple of vertebrae, and they thought it, that he might not – uh, ever play football again and um here he is leading his team and he's he's having a really good year but the, his whole family saying it's a miracle that he's even here well god is good all the time all the time god is good glad to see that he's made his way back onto the field and i just you know it's a lesson for everybody right i know he learned a lesson the hard way i had a similar situation when i was in high school i won't go into the details but the stuff that you do when you're 17 years old 16 years old i mean you feel like you're invincible you do stupid things, and luckily, by the grace of God, you know, somebody gives you a chance to learn from the lesson. But I will say this about Leighton. His hair is elite. His hair is elite. We're going to see that here in a yes. second. <laughs> also, speaking to the New Braunfels players, they're, they're just battle-tested and uh, ferocious. I mean, Coach Mangold told, told both of us and told me on the interview that there's also their right tackle, I believe, is, is battling cancer right now. And, yep. It's just, it's so amazing to see athletes at any level um, go through things like that and come out on the other side and keep battling and doing what they love to do. Yeah, I mean, and that young man did it on the baseball field, just rounding a base, and his leg came out from under him, and then they did the x-rays and they found the scans. So I know there's a battle royale going on there for not only the young man, obviously him first, but his family and then all, that whole community kind of rallying behind him. We'll get into that, and we'll, we'll share that story more on Thursday night, but yeah, I mean these are these are real life stories, right? You talk about who's going to win, who's going to lose, who's the Johnny, who's the Joe, all that stuff. And when you get right down to the, the, the just the life lessons that we're all learning as we go through this journey through the vehicle of sports is you know gives you a little chills. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's get to the interviews real quick. David Signs and Glenn Mangold. David Signs going to be first. Then we will play Coach Mangold for you. Chuck and I will be right back. All right, Coach David Signs over at Steel, the four-in-one uh, juggernaut of, of Cibolo area. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. Just getting ready and ready to take on the new Braunfels unicorns. So, uh, you know, it's it's a short week, so we got a lot, a lot to get in. Coach, you guys uh, tend to front load and, and give yourself a hell of a non-district schedule. We got Lake Travis on there. Brennan, historically, a very good team. Obviously, you guys handled them this year. Why is it that you guys kind of front load that schedule and, and give yourself such tough tests before the district season really begins? Yeah, it's uh, you know, a lot of it comes down to we want to play really quality opponents and and you know, majority of the time, you know, the the the, the better the opponents that you, you play, they're gonna they're gonna expose some things early on in the year that, you know, some weaknesses that you may not have known that you have. Um, you know, when you play against staffs like, you know, Brennan and uh, Lake Travis, Midland Legacy, you know, Huddle, 
and then that team from California, they're, they're going to find, you know, any weakness, like I said, that, that you may have. And that's what we're always looking at as coaches came out and, you know, especially in, in the preseason, we've had the luxury of having five preseason games, which, you know, allowed us to, to, you know, help us with the puzzle. Uh, you know, we're always trying to get that puzzle together where some teams may have one non-district game and they're using those district games to, to try to put the pieces together. We've had five. So anytime you can, you can, you know, schedule, you know, really good opponent. That's going to, that's going to show you things that you need to work on and, and get fixed before uh, the district ball games. Coach, is it weird um, for you at all having only like five district games? And really this year, only I think you have four teams that make it and only five can get in, even though you have six teams in the district. So it's almost like making the playoffs isn't something you you might be super worried about. So is that weird at all for you? Yeah, you know, it, it just having those those five district ball games is the hardest part was finding the last two non-district games. Uh, just because everybody in our area has eight or nine teams in their district. And we're having to, you know, go to Midland last year and then Midland came down and then we had to play a team from California that came down and played. Um, but yeah, it is, it's weird. You know, years past, we've always had, you know, six, seven, eight district games, um, you know, to, to, to prepare for, but um, you know, it's just, it's, it doesn't matter if there's going to, if there's, you know, six teams, five teams or eight or nine, you know, our district's always extremely tough. Uh, we just look at, at the the opponents from the bottom. Coach, you guys uh, have pretty much handled everyone on your on your resume so far, except for Lake Travis. And, and obviously last year you guys beat Lake Travis and then they beat you in the postseason. As you guys go into your bye week, what's that bye week look like? Or what did that bye week look like for you guys? Was, was it a bunch of self-scouting or was it kind of scouting forward for the district games? Yeah, you know, the, the first couple of days there was a lot of, of self-scouting. Uh, you know, we we went in and, and we allowed our players to get their legs back a little bit. You know, we cut pra- uh, practice back a little bit. Uh, but again, it went back to just doing our X's and O's and, and things that, that we saw were our weaknesses and then trying to get those things fixed. And then later on in the week, you know, we started in, uh, you know, getting ready for, for New Braunfels uh, so that we knew a short week was coming. So it's always it was a good thing to have that, that bye week so we could get, a, you know, a day or two. Last week, uh, you know, jumpstart uh, for the short week. But, yeah, a lot of it is, is self-scout and just us for the day. Us just working our bread and butter, working on our craft, perfecting our craft and, and getting better at it. And, again, at the same time, allowing our guys, you know, play five really, uh, you know, physical football games in those first five weeks. So it allowed us to, to get our legs back a little bit, too. Coach, looking at this new Braunfels unicorn team, they uh, much better than their record says they are. I think they've lost all three of their games by a combined less than 10 points. So as you look, and they always give you guys a run for your money, it seems like. So what is it that Coach Mangle does over there that gives you guys a little bit of trouble? Yeah, they're just – they're extremely sound. You know, they're extremely well coached. Um, you know, they, they they play, you know, extremely hard and physical. And, and you know, anytime you play in New Braunfels, it's always it's going to be a battle, you know. I think the last time we played down there, we, we had a go for two with no time left uh, to come out with a victory. So, you know, they're 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 just a tough football team in, in all three phases. And there's something to be said, you know, about Coach Mangle and the staff, the way the how hard those kids play, uh, you know, in all three phases of the game. And they're extremely, like I said, on defense and special teams are extremely sound. And then on offense, they're extremely explosive. They scored a ton of points this year. 
uh, and they got weapons, you know, out at receiver to the to the running backs, uh, you know, by committee that they have, and the quarterback is is doing a tremendous job uh, of running that offense. And you know, you, you can't say enough about people have asked me uh, this week about you know um, putting the keys to the game, and one of them is you know we got to try to control that offensive and defensive line. Uh, you know, on our end of it, because you know that that's where they make their their money, and that's where they have in the past is how physical they are up front. So, uh, you know, those those are the things that you know we look at when we turn that film on uh, with New Braunfels. Is you know they're going to play fast, they're going to play physical, and they're going to be sound in everything they do. So we got to make sure that you know we have answers for for things that they do. Coach, you guys just seem to win 10, 11 games every year nowadays, and each team is different. What makes this team that you have uh, this year different than all of the prestigious, uh, great teams of Steel's past? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, we've had, you know, a lot of great teams come through here and, and the foundation was set, you know, back in when the school first opened and you had Malcolm Brown and those guys come through. And a lot of these guys have seen that and grown up and, and seen, you know, the, the Justin Stocktons, the Caden Stearns and those guys and their approaches and, you know this this team. You know we knew they they were, they were going to have a chance to to be pretty good this year. Uh, you know we've had a lot of sophomores that played for us last year, and uh, you know our junior class has has a lot of talent when it comes to the skill positions. But just you know their their work ethic and and the way they they go about their business, not only you know on, on the football field, but from our off season program to to our summer programs. You know we have over three to four hundred kids here for our strength and conditioning programs over the summer, and then our two a days and. Uh, you know, they just do a good job of, of playing the brand and the style that, you know, the, the, the previous groups before them. And, you know, they understand that the expectations of playing playing football at still high school. Coach Lenhoff kind of set it, set everything up, uh, set the dominoes up for you to knock them down. So following someone like that, I mean, you have clearly not disappointed uh, following a legend like Coach Lenhoff. What is the, what was that like for you uh, at first, following him, and then kind of kind of trying to build your own identity as well? Yeah, you know, uh, like the coaches always say, you know, everybody want, you know wants to be a head coach, and but once you get to sit in that big chair, it's a little bit different. You know, it's uh, you know, you got now you're making decisions for the, the entire program, and you know, I got here at to Steel High School in 2007, and Coach Jinks was the head coach back then, and then uh, Coach Linhoff was offensive coordinator. And and then, you know, when he stepped down after the uh, to be the athletic director after we went to state um, and I was, uh, you know, I interviewed, got the job. And, you know, you you just try to do right by 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 the pro, by your coaches. And, and, you know, you let the chips fall where they make. You know, there's always going to be, you know, stresses and expectations. But, uh, you know, the, the, the staff that we've had here, we've had, you know, a lot of us have been around for, you know, 10 plus years. So they understand, you know, the expectations and how things are run. And then that, that goes from the same thing from off season to, to our two a days to, to the, to a regular season. And, you know, the, you know, with a lot of the stuff that was in place back in 2007, you know, a lot of that is still in place today. Um, but again, you, you change, you know, every so often just with the, with the, the amount of, you know, with the times with the, you know, with the technology and, and the things that, that have come. And, uh, you know, it's, it was a, uh, you know, it, it's it, it's an honor to be the, the head coach at Still High School, you know, and, and I know, uh, you know, our staff does a great job of, of, of coaching our kids and, and doing, uh, you know, doing right by kids. 
Speaking of the kids, coach, I love asking coaches this question because it gives you a chance to kind of brag on, on who you got. So can you give me maybe two to three guys on offense and on defense or special teams? I mean, they, they matter as well. Um, that kind of exemplify steel football. What is that steel brand and who are those steel brand players that you kind of hang your hat on? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I can name there's there, there's a bunch of, of kids. You know, we talk about, um, you know, if, if you're talking about the brand, it, you know, or you know, we have this little saying ride for the brand. It's it's about playing with with playing physical, playing uh, intense, and then being having great sportsmanship, being a great teammate. You know, and those are some of the things that we look at for for our football players. And you know, a couple guys that come to mind are like Royal Capel. Uh, he's a receiver for us, junior receiver. You know, he's a, he works extremely hard. He's one of our, our our best players, best athletes on our team, but he's also a great leader. And, and you know, he he not only on the field, not only in the classroom, but in the community. And those are those are guys that you know we talk about the foundation that was here before, like Malcolm and those guys. I mean, those guys set that foundation of, of what it meant to be a steel knight, which is yes, it's 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 awesome to be a great athlete, but. It, Majority of our, our our top players are just are great people too. Um, so Ro Ro uh, Capel is one. Um, another one would be uh, Chad Warner, which is our, our quarterback. You know he fits in that mold too. And then Devin Nixon, which is our um, starting tackle, uh, two year starter for us. And just the the unselfishness that that the, those guys have and the way that they lead. Uh, you know our team. You know offensively. Uh, you know I can't say say enough about them. You look at our defense. You know, we have Abdon Mata, which is a you know two or three year starter for us at, at defensive end. You got Dante Carter and AJ Williamson. Uh, you know, those two guys are, are are Vanderbilt commits. And again, you you when you you look at your best players or you know the, the guys that you know on your team that have the potential. You know, they're D one guys and, and and they're out here and they're the first ones that practice, last ones leave. Um, you know, they're acting right in the classroom, in the community. You're not having issues with them. Uh, th- those are things that exemplify what, what a steel knight uh, is, in my opinion. Coach, talking about uh, them getting out of the community and just your community as a whole, what you guys have built there since the school opened is nothing short of amazing when it comes to football. But what what comes with winning a lot of times is also people starting to invest and really um, invest their time, invest their money, invest everything that they can into your guys' program. And then as soon as they invest into your guys' program, then they invest into the entire school and, and the community becomes um, family. So what what has that been like for you? You've been there since 2007 to see that growth and kind of the investment from that entire community uh, over at Cibolo Steel. Yeah, you know, we have, we talk, you know, there's two different parts, you know, the community are, first off, you know, you have our our administration, when we talk about our, our school community, um, we have great we have great uh, support from our administration. And that comes, you know, from from the district office with the superintendent assistant. Uh, and then, you know, obviously Coach Lindhoff, the athletic director, but our, our principals and, and our vice principals and counselors and teachers, you know, we work great together here at Steel. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's pretty awesome to have the, the amount of support that we have from 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 our administration and our staff, uh, you know, here at at the school, and then you talk about the the outside community, you know, and, and the sacrifices that the you know a lot of our parents, uh, you know, that they, they do for their for their kids, whether it's you know the outside extra training or the, uh, you know, the seven on seven stuff that they do, and and, and they take them out, you know, a great amount of pride in that too. 
uh, making sure that their their kids are getting the extra on the outside as well as what we're doing here. And, you know, that's just a, you know, it's it's a bond, you know, between the school and the outside community that that is, you know, it's, it's like you said, it you mentioned earlier, it's very, very, very you guys can't build something without the parents investing. So there's there's no no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> I mean, not a lot can happen without parents buying it. So um, last question for you, Coach. I know we love having you guys on TNL. Yes. Uh, it's always great to showcase the best teams in our area. Um, and what you guys, like I said, what you guys have built there is phenomenal. So when when it comes to be, because I know you guys have to accept to be on TNL and all that stuff, and it's a it's an extra burden for you doing these interviews with me and then talking to Chuck and you know all of the stuff that Chris Coppice asks for and all that stuff. So why do you guys continue to want to be on TNL and, and showcase that community that we were just talking about? First off, uh, TNL y'all do a tremendous job, uh, you know, and anytime we can get asked to 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 be you know a part of that we're always going to say yes. And, and not only because it's a great, it's great for our kids. It's great exposure for our program and, and our community. But, uh, you know, somebody asked me this question, you know, a little bit earlier today. And my thing is what makes Friday night special are, you know, of course we want to go out and perform extremely well on the football field. But when you get the band, you get the, the, the student groups out there, you get the ROTCs cheer dance and you get them all together in, in, in an area and that that is the, the true meaning of Friday night experience. You know, we talk about Friday night lights. You know, yeah, yeah, there's a football game going on, but just the 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 support that you get from all those groups, and it can be showcased by Thursday night lights, uh, the other groups as well, because they work just as hard and they they spend as just as many hours as as well as preparing for these these types of things, just to promote the uh, the the things that they do. Um, you know, it, it's awesome and it's it's great to help promote our, our football program and still high school and the great things that are happening here. I mean, the only bad thing about Thursday is they got school the next day, so we can't celebrate too hard when you win. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, at least it's a, it's a close game. So they, they won't get home too late. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, coach. So that's all I got for you. I appreciate the time as always. I'll be on the sidelines Thursday. So I'll come and chat with you before the game. Thank you. Not a problem. Well, coach Mangold over at new Braunfels. Lucky enough to have you here. The the best uh, mascot we have, the unicorns. I love it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, one of a kind, that's for sure. <laughs> one, one of a kind. It's it's imaginary. So, um, Coach, you guys are having a pretty that's good season. You, right. you, you've only lost, I think, all of your games have come by, like, less than four points, all of your losses, one by two, one by three, one by four, I think. So how is it um, – being so close in those non-district games and how do you think that propels you as you guys get closer and closer and now facing a district opponent this week uh well we knew our non-district schedule was going to be difficult and uh just like it was last year and uh you know you know those close losses showed us some things that we needed to, to shore up and work on and some of the weaknesses that we we needed to work on throughout these last five weeks uh and to, to get better and you know, I think our teams responded and they uh, have. Uh... The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get 
Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Try to address those things and, you know, some things uh, that you're doing good. You just want to keep on doing better and, and, and accentuate those positives. Coach, when you guys have an opponent coming in like Steele, who is one of the best in the state, um, how does that kind of push you guys to even excel faster than you might otherwise? Yeah, we're still, uh, you know, what what a good team they've put together this year, uh, both offense, defense, special teams. Uh, they're doing a great job. Uh, you know, their athleticism and uh, playmakers they have on offense. And that, that gets us going. And we, we, you know, I think over the past few years, we've really understood what it's going to take to play with teams like that and, uh, and, and match their intensity and, and their execution. Steel's one of those teams that they just come out and they punch you in the mouth last year. You guys really had them, uh, had a good game with them only losing by 18. We're really in it pretty much the entire game. What was it that you guys do differently than some of the other teams might not be able to? I don't know. I, I think last year for our team last year, we were able to run and throw and keep teams off balance a little bit. Uh, and kind of, you know, to give uh, defensively, uh, you know, and, and I think probably the last couple of years we've moved the ball and we, we've gained a lot of yards, but uh, red zone, when we, when we got there, we didn't execute as well as we needed to, to, to get us over the hump and, and beat them. Speaking of running and throwing, the uh, leader of the offense, Leighton Adams, uh, is having a heck of a year so far, but going to the offseason didn't look like he was even going to be playing this year at all. Um, you guys had a, a heck of a scary moment with him this offseason when he ended up getting electrocuted and breaking a couple of vertebrae and all that stuff. Can you just kind of walk me through what was that like for you as a coach to see one of your key guys and just any of your players go through something like that? Well, you know, I'm 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 at home on a, on a Thursday night before the game and get a call that that accident happened and uh, just a sick feeling that one of our players or anyone uh, was injured. Um, and, you know, the whole thing was on his well being, and you know, we didn't know for quite a while if what what the damage was and uh, if he'd be all right uh, going forward. Um, so you know, it was it was a definitely gut punch, but you know, I was so proud of our kids where they get showed up uh, at uh, Comlander Stadium and stayed focused, and and Clayton Amkin stepped right in and, and did a great job in helping us win that game. For Leighton, have you seen like a, a different demeanor or anything different about him this year after he kind of goes through that life altering, life changing experience? Uh, I think he's become a, a better leader uh, because of that and a little more vocal um, where he hadn't been in, in the past um, and, and enjoying and you can enjoying every day, uh, you know, because he, he knows firsthand that there's no guarantees. Uh, you know, we say it, but he, he knows it for sure. Yeah. I mean, when you go through something like that, it makes you kind of rethink, I guess, uh, how you want to go about things. Um. Coach, I, I love asking play or coaches this when we do these interviews. Yeah, you would think. You would think. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I love asking coaches this when when we talk. Um, can, can you give me three, maybe two, three guys on each side of the ball that 
that exemplifies not only your on the field's um, requirements and and play well on the field, but off the field as well. Who are the who are the guys that you're like? That's a unicorn football player right there. That's a unicorn student athlete. I think number one, Lance Beagley, uh, outstanding athlete, outstanding competitor. He plays uh, basketball and also runs track uh, for New Braunfels, uh, 4.0 student, uh, takes all the advanced classes. Uh, I think another one is Gavin Espinosa, our offensive lineman, uh, hard worker. I mean, he's put in time trying to – help his skill level and, and, and become the best lineman he can possibly be on that. I think uh, our running back, number five, Tyree Johnson, uh, just a uh, good kid, good student. I mean, I mean, work, works hard, good leader for us on, on the offensive side. I think on defensive side, DeAndre Davis, our cornerback, uh, another good student, uh, works hard, uh, just a good, solid young man. And, I mean, I mean, those are guys you can count on. Uh, to, to compete, um, I, I would think Braden Cundiff, uh, ninety-two, or defense defensive end. You know, uh, you know he's got some medical issues he deals with, uh, and still plays and doesn't make excuse about it. Just keep keeps on going. Uh, another good student, uh, just a good person, is always there to help some people out. I can cut this part out if you don't want me to ask about it. Is that the young man that's dealing with cancer right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. Uh, he had he had a procedure on Friday. Um, is doing well, so he's recovering. And you know, we're, we're waiting for a little more information on you know some of the things they gathered from the surgery and, and see where it's headed. Gotcha. Heck of a young man to even be playing athletics and, and yeah. con contribute to a team while going through something as traumatic as you can go through. Oh, absolutely. Are those coach? I just noticed, are those all TNL uh, trophies on that, on that shelf up there? Yeah, there's four, four of them. <laughs> yeah. I just noticed that. I was like, wait, those look really familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe there'll be five on Friday. Absolutely. That, that well, would be, that would be good. We love having you on, and I, I love uh, especially the games when we get outside of San Antonio. We kind of expand it. You know, we have Cibola, Steel, Steel, and then you guys, and kind of heading up to a whole new, whole new demographic. I I wanted to ask, and I ask all the coaches this: like, does TNL? To me, it seems like TNL presents you guys an opportunity to show everything and show your band and your cheerleaders and your dance team, and I feel like that's one of the best parts about being on TNL. Do you do you feel that way also? I absolutely do. I think it's 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 awesome for uh, the kids in our school that do extra things, extracurricular. I mean, whether it's cheer, dance, band, uh, dance team. I mean, they uh, it gives them a chance to shine, and and the amount of work that all these groups put put into it. Uh, not only just being a student, but all the extra stuff they put in and the long days that they work and now they get to, you know, show their friends, show their family and show the, show the surrounding area uh, of how good they're at their craft. For you guys, you seem to have built such a, um, a community investment almost like people love coming to unicorn games. People love the unicorn football team and not just the football team, but all athletics 
what is it that you can attribute that to? Is it is it you guys and how good you've been, or is it just the community investment as a whole and how much they believe in you? I think it's the community investment and in our administration investment in, in extracurricular um, activities, you know, whether it's band or sports or whatever, uh, you know, we feel it's very important to have a well-rounded student here in New Braunfels ISD. And, uh, and, you know, we're growing like crazy as a community, but we still have the small town kind of feel where, you know, on Friday nights, the stadium's full of people in blue and, and whether it's, you know, wrestling or basketball later in the season, the state, the stands are full and people cheering on the unicorns. Coach, as you guys do expand, you have New Braunfels Canyon, who's relatively new now, and you guys keep getting new high schools, just like kind of down here in San Antonio. How do you keep that? Um, how do you keep your identity? And how do you keep that investment from the community as this community does continue to expand? I, I just think we we keep our our, our traditions and uh, our, our values and, and and not lower the bar one one inch of the things we've done uh, now and in the past that other people have done and the expectations and keep those the same and uh, you know maintain unicorn pride. All right, coach. Well, I think that's all the questions I got for you. Hopefully, uh, we can add something to the trophy case up there. Absolutely, I hope so. That subtle flex. I just realized, you know, it's just, you're like, yeah, you know, I only have four of them already. Whatever. <laughs> I love to see it. All right, coach. Well, I will be on the sidelines on Thursday. I'll come and say hello beforehand. And, you know, you, you know the drill already. So I'll just come say hello on Thursday. Yeah. All right. I appreciate it. We'll see you Thursday. Uh, just something that piques your interest from coach signs. Uh, apparently he has a list of players that are going to the next level <laughs> it's it's from not, what we've been told it's not yes. something it's not something you hear very often is that yes he's like hey who do you have going to the next level is like oh i got this guy going to vanderbilt i got this guy going here i got this guy going here. let me send you the list <laughs> it must be nice right the talent on that steel team is ridiculous and like for not just this year right i mean going back it's just in the area the whole area there the judsons the wagners yeah. the clemens you know, you name it. You go out a little further, Smithson Valley. I mean, it's just, it's stupid how much real-time talent there's been, sustainable talent from one quadrant. It just goes to show you, too, how much football is important in that little borough, for lack of a better term. <laughs> and they grow up playing football and wanting to be the next star at Judson or Smithson Valley or any of these schools. It's really fantastic. Absolutely. Let's hear from a little bit of that talent right now. Steel players are going to come first, so you're going to have the junior all-everything wide receiver, Royal Capel. We're going to hear from him. And then the Vanderbilt commit, DeAndre Carter, senior safety. Uh, and then the New Braunfels players you're going to hear from, you're going to hear from young Leighton Adams, who is uh, the quarterback we were just talking about who had the issue a little bit earlier this year and uh, is back on the field and having a great year. And then you're going to hear from DeAndre Davis. He's a senior corner over at New Braunfels. And then Chuck Noah will be right back to close it out season when you look at the records when you look at the scores it's it just looks like you guys are for lack of a better term playing jv teams out there from your assessment how have you guys been playing this uh, this year especially on the offensive side of the ball uh, i think since the beginning of the season we've gotten better and better each week 
And I think, well, our coach, Coach Science, definitely preaches that uh, we take it one game at a time. So as a whole and as the offense, we're definitely getting better each week. Um, what do you like about this offensive unit this, this year? This is your second year, basically, as a starter. Um, what do you like about the offensive unit and what you guys are doing? I really just love that we spread the ball around. Like, it's not one person getting love. I mean, our coaches do an amazing job of spreading the ball around and getting everybody some touches, and we just have fun. Is it a little bit hard because everybody always wants to be that guy, but when you have a team that it was like, you got two or three receivers that can take over a game, you got a running back that can take over, you got a quarterback that can take over. Is it sometimes get a little bit hard because it was kind of like, yo man, I was open. Yeah, I was open too and I was open. And does it get a little bit difficult because it was like, there's only one ball to go around to so many great athletes. Yeah, well, that's uh, big on your own ego. And our coach, Coach McDowell, before the beginning of the season, he showed us a clip of the Spurs when they won the championship, how everybody just did their part. You don't, like, so he told us some games is going to be one receiver doing one thing, and some games is going to be a lot. It's just all about, like, keeping your composure, not being selfish. That's a big thing he preaches. Just don't be selfish and be happy for one another. Um, that preseason that you guys play is, is no joke. You, you guys play some, some powerhouses, not only in the state of Texas, but, you know, from the country. Um, how does that prepare you guys for what you guys are now getting ready to face in district? Well, we play a really good district, so having already been played teams that are really good, I think is going to prepare us really nice in that we're, we keep getting better and better in each practice. I definitely think it, it helped us out a lot. You guys are no... This is not new to you guys, but does it feel a little bit weird? You're already in October and you still haven't played a district game where everybody else has already played three or four district games. In it the definitely city? does feel weird. It did, yeah. Um, you guys are no stranger to, to television. You guys have been on television before. Um, what does that do for you guys from the standpoint of it's like, hey man, this Thursday we're on television, all of South Texas gets a chance to see what steel football is all about. How special is that for you guys? Uh, it's very special. Being on television is amazing, but at the same time, we our coach tells us block out all distractions when it comes to game day. So it's like we're on television, but it's still it's still a regular game, week in and week out. Don't give away any secrets, but what's this offense need to do in order to be able to, to beat a very good New Braunfels team this week? I think we just got to come out firing on all cylinders as a whole team and just be physical like we've been playing. And start fast, play fast, and finish fast. You committed already to Vanderbilt? Yes, sir. Um, and you committed back in July? Yes, sir. What was it about Vanderbilt that, that you loved so much that you want to spend your next four years there? Uh, honestly, you know, I just thought it was a win-win. Um, you know, they're in the SEC, you know, best conference. And then on the ac academic side of things, you know, they have one of the best academic programs in the world. So I just thought it was a win-win for me and it was the best, you know, opportunity over love for me. And that's why I went ahead and took advantage of it and committed. Um, now let's get back down to finishing out this high school season. You've gotten through the preseason, no slouch. I mean, you guys were blowing out some really good teams. You had the one hiccup um, with, with Lake Travis. Um, how did that preseason prepare you guys for now what you guys are getting ready to start up in, in district play, which as you know, this is no slouch of a district neither, even though the records might not indicate it. This is, these are tough teams that you got. Yes, sir. Um, so, you know, playing the tough teams, you know, preseason, it really got us, you know, 
ready and ready for the powerhouse team because you know we don't have an easy schedule so I think just playing against those tough teams preseason was just going to get us ready you know to make a run in the districts and you know to make a run in deep playoffs. So. Is it a little bit hard because it was kind of like you play such a long preseason game, so many other, you know, districts and teams have already, you know, they've played yeah. three or four district games yet. You haven't even played your first one yet. Is it a little bit weird at this point, you know, in the season to be like, okay, now we got our first district game? Uh, yeah, it kind of feels a little weird, you know, playing like five games, you know, preseason. But uh, at the end of the day, it, you know, it gets us prepared. And, you know, the more games you play, the more games you get better. So I think it was all, all around a good thing. But, yeah, it does, it does feel weird, you know, playing a little late so um, this defense is no slouch I mean you guys have really <coughs> kind of come out mm -hmm. firing on all cylinders what do you like about this defensive unit and what you guys have already shown this season oh uh, what I love about this defensive unit is you know we lost a lot of seniors last year so I'm just very very proud of the young guys that stepped up and you know they're playing you know they're playing really really great and we're playing uh, really good as all-around defense you know we need to work on a little things here and there but you know we, we've been just having fun with together and you know we finally starting that connection and and once that starts you know that it starts clicking so it's gonna start we're gonna go for it. TNL this week you get a chance to showcase your talents for everybody it's not like you guys have never been on yeah. television before you have but once again, it's another great opportunity for all of South Texas to see not only what this defensive unit does, but this entire Steel Nation does. Um, how special is that for you guys, especially your seniors, and that this might be one of your last hurrahs on TV? Yeah, um, it's really, really special. You know, it's a special feeling to, you know, you're playing in front of anybody. So um, we just kind of got to take advantage of that. And, you know, we have a tough opponent this week, so we just got try to get better. And, you know, the word of the week was execute. So we're going to try to execute as much as we can and try to come out with the win. Um, no secrets, but it's like, what does this defense need to do to, to slow down a, a New Braunfels team that has shown at times they can be very explosive? Uh, honestly, you know, we just got to um, play our game at the end of the day and just let our D-line, you know, handle their business like they do up front and let our linebackers, you know, sideline to sideline players and just our secondary to, you know, stop the pass. And, you know, they have a lot of key players like um, Lance, um, their quarterback and running back. So, we, as, you know, those are their key players and, you know, um, as long as we you know hold them down, then we'll we'll be fine. How's the season going from the quarterback uh, position? It was like how's how's everything been going for you guys? Man, with the quarterback position, um, it's really how the team's going because you you got to be the leader of the team and the best uh, high school high school teams in the in the state. They always have a great quarterback and great leader. So uh, we've definitely not gotten out uh, to the best start that we've we, you could imagine, but. Um, that was all pre-district, and it, it it doesn't matter as much as what's to come. And so we're getting ready for that and are looking forward to the game on Thursday. Um, you guys have a, a ridiculously rough preseason schedule yeah. and longer than obviously most districts in the state of Texas. Yes, sir. Um, how do you think playing some of these state powerhouses have kind of prepared you for now what you're going to face in obviously what is also a very tough district play. Yeah, uh, to start off with steel and district, uh, it's it's pretty, uh, it's like a blatant, you know, they're the, they're the guys to beat in our district right now. And um, for us to play great teams in uh, the pre-district, it's, it's definitely an advantage rather than just running it up on, uh, a bunch of lower level schools. Uh, so I'm thankful for that. Um, you guys get a chance to showcase your talents on television and New Braunfels isn't, this isn't anything new for you guys. When you guys find out, especially from a senior standpoint, because 
for some seniors, this is probably going to be their last hurrah. They're not going to play at the next level. How special is that for you guys that all of South Texas gets the chance to watch you guys this week? Gosh, it's such a blessing and uh, such a blessing that we get to be put on this platform to share the game of football together. Um, and uh, God blesses us with the ability to do this and uh, puts all the pieces together around us. Um, and we're really thankful for that. What do you like when you get out in that field, whether it be in a game or in practice? What do you like about this offensive unit that you that you're commanding? Geez, they're they're a great group of guys, group of guys, and they're fun to be around. Um, and this group, they know when to put their head down and work, which is nice. They're not just goofballs, but uh, they're great. And uh, yeah, it, there's no one else I'd rather go go fight with on Thursday night. Um, all right. No secrets, but what do you guys need to do in order to beat a very good steel team this Thursday night? And we need to definitely win the turnover battle, give ourselves a chance there. Um, yeah, we also just, we got to be um, disciplined and not put, uh, put us behind the sticks. That, that's a big deal. Um, yeah. And offensively, what do you guys need to do in order to keep moving those chains every single down? Yeah, we got to, I think, I think establishing the run game is a big deal um, and definitely bringing the explosive plays um, as part of our signature, you know. From the defensive side of the ball, how's the season been going for you guys? It seems like there have been a handful of games that you've lost, but you were right there in that a player too, and this is an entirely different record right now. It's like, what's it been, been like from your perspective? You know, like our practice have been tough, you know, because we're going against our preseason's tough opponents, and so. We just had to like prepare better during practices. That first game against uh, Denton Geyer? Denton Ryan. Denton Ryan. Um, if, if you make those plays in that game that flips that score around like you did last year, how much more confidence and, and how much do you think this season would have been a little bit different going into district play? You think your record might have been undefeated going into district play? Uh, possibly an outcome, but I believe that you know, it all depends on your practices, the weeks. And, I mean, some practices are slower than others, and some practices are better than others. And so, I mean, the better our practices are, the better our game will be. With such a tough preseason schedule, how has that prepared you for now what's going to be a very, very tough district schedule for you guys? Uh, it's prepared like, really good because we played Dermot the teams with a bunch of athletes like Steele, Judson, you know, just really, it's like similar teams to each other, so it really just prepares us for the season. How close do you think you guys are, especially on the defensive side of the ball? How close are you guys to finally getting all of this to start clicking and start doing what New Braunfels football is all about? No, we're really close, you know. We've been swarming to the football, and everything's been looking better, especially with our bye week. We've had a lot more time to prepare. What do you like about, for lack of a better term, sorry for sounding like an old man, but what do you like about these dogs when you take the field with them? Oh, I love every single one of them. They're my boys. Um, you get to showcase your talents last time on TNL uh, so that all of South Texas gets a chance to see you. Yes, How special is that for you guys to be able to showcase what unicorn football is all about? It's amazing. You know, it's always great to be playing on TV. Everybody wants to do it. Um, and no secrets, but what do you guys need to do on the defensive side of the ball in order to slow down a very explosive steel offense? Just swarm to the football. Everybody needs to be there. All 11 guys to the football. Can't get more excited than Thursday Night Lights, Chuck.
Amen, brother. And it's always cool, too, when you have a matchup with a little juice in it. Yeah. Right? I mean, this is a league game. Both teams coming off a bye. Let's strap it on. Let's go. Let's see what happens. I mean, and they always play each other close, too. I mean, like we said a little earlier, Coach Mangold lives for this matchup. This is their toughest game. I mean, Steel's the best team in the district. Let's just, I mean, I don't think I'm breaking any new ground here. Steel's the best team in the district. New Braunfels always gives them a tough game, and these two coaches love going against each other. And the beauty about these sections of the schedule, too, right? You know, opening day is always really big, and then you're getting ready to play a league game. You know, again, your whole season's right in front of you. It doesn't matter that New Braunfels is two and three or that they've lost three games by a grand total of nine points. This is opening night for these guys. Absolutely. Let's go. Plus, that district's so weird. There's six teams, four spots, but one of them can't make the playoffs this year. So it's five teams jockeying for four spots. So it's it's as competitive as ever because one team's not going to make it. Um, so it's it's I just I love this time of year. So let's uh, let's let's wrap it up right there. That's the high school hype squad edition of the Sneakers Cleats podcast. Zach and I going to be back here on Friday to break down the upcoming week of football. Cowboys monstrous game for the Cowboys this week against the 49ers on Sunday night football. Baseball postseason well underway. The Rangers didn't give one away last night, so. <laughs> got to get one more, right? Got to get one more. I, I don't know if it's going to happen no, the, tonight. The Rays no. gave it away. I mean, I, I knew, you know, they were struggling on defense a little, but to see what we saw yeah. in game one, that was astonishing. I don't know. Nasty Nate on the mound tonight as we sit here on Wednesday. So, actually, I think coming up in just a few minutes here, it's almost 2 o'clock. So, got to get on by the TV to watch that one. Amen. Uh, we got some Spurs coverage as well. Wemby talk today. We'll break all that down for you on uh, Friday. Plus, we got the Red River, Ri- Red River rivalry, and we'll talk to our resident Sooner, Zach Hedrick, about that. So I don't know how he's going to feel about this Texas OU game. You just did the same thing that I've done a million times. Every time I have to read Red River rivalry <laughs> on the air, I put a period after every single word yeah. because <laughs> – you, you, there's just no way you can slam through that. You are going to get a speed bump. It's the r- 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 rivalry. <laughs> right. Um, quick reminder, you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. The YouTube version has video elements, sound bites, all that good stuff plugged in along the way. Please download, subscribe, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. Give us a five-star rating. Give us some feedback. Feedback is a gift. We will see you right back here on Friday on the Sneakers and Cleats podcast. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.